Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We are back on the Testudo Talk podcast, live reaction to Maryland's 20-point loss to Ohio State. We saw the final score, 37-17. Ohio State pulled away late. But I think everyone who watched this game knows that this game was a lot closer than the final score indicates. I'm here with Andrew Chodis and Colin McNamara. I'm Emmett Siegel. We're going to be breaking down the game. Andrew, I'll start with you, and then Colin, you can share your thoughts. Recap of today's game, biggest takeaways. What did you see today at the Horseshoe? Yeah, I think number one is Maryland comes in to Ohio State, a place that's notorious for, you know, basically they've won, I think it's 30 or 31 of the past 32 games, something like that. They get off to a 10 nothing start. And then, like we've seen a lot of times in these big games with Talia Tagovailoa, it's a lot of self-inflicted errors that hurt the Turks time and time again. You have a chance. You know, I think it's kind of epitomized at the end of the half, right? I mean, you have a chance. You get a field goal. Field, field goal, go up ahead at the halftime. You mismanage the clock. A pick six. It's just it's just so many self-inflicted mistakes today that ultimately derailed the Terps' upset bid. Colin? Yeah, obviously you're going to look at the you know the wounds that that Maryland created themselves, but I was super impressed by the way the defense the defense played in the first half. That defense did not deserve to have that game be tied going into halftime. No. I mean, what was it? They stopped Ohio State from scoring on there the first five drives. No offensive yeah. touchdowns for, for first, Ohio State. Right? No, yeah, no no offensive touchdowns for Ohio State throughout the entire first half. Uh, they didn't score for the first yeah four. Was it? The they touchdowns did. for the first five drives, it and then was, the first time since yeah. 2016. Yeah, it was the first time uh, an opponent had held Ohio State scoreless on their first five offensive drives since the 2016 Fiesta Bowl. That, that was, when, was that was when Clemson beat them by 30 points. Yeah. yeah, right. And I think that's 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 kind of funny that uh, Clemson. You know, the last time that happens, Clemson absolutely destroys them, and then we do that here, and we still end up losing by 20, which yeah. is just kind of deflating well, yeah. considering how well our defense have played in that first half. We you can't play that well in the first half. And go into it tied, which kind of goes back to your point, Andrew, with just the mismanagement, yeah. the poor decision making. Maryland, that well, at least the defense did not deserve to go into halftime yeah. in a tie ball. No, and I, th- I think the word that, that that Mike Loxley used in the press conference multiple times was execution, and the lack thereof in the first half was was shocking. I mean, Maryland really should have been up 16, 16 to three, honestly, at the end at of least, the first, at, at least yeah. at the first half, right? They go up seven to nothing. They drive, you know, they uh, they drive all the way down down the field. They get to, they get to the three yard line, can't punch it in, and then obviously we'll go on about the pick six, which makes it ten to seven. It's just so many errors. Like you know, Loxley also talked about Terps versus Terps, and we you know we laugh a lot about that sometimes. But today, really, the Terps beat the Terps, which is surprising considering we came into this game, and I think everybody thought that this was you know the Terps versus Terps narrative is a little bit overblown. This is Ohio State. This is a more talented team. This is a more complete team. This is generally a more focused team that won't punch itself in the throat, you know, won't won't cost itself points. And what we saw today from Maryland was them outplaying Ohio State in that first half. And when you go into the first half tied after outplaying them, you're not going to keep a team like that down forever. Um, let's Let's start chronologically, though, the way Maryland started that game. Ohio State goes three and out. Uh, they they go into punt formation. It appeared as if they faked the punt. Upon reviewing the replay, it looked like it was just a bad snap. Maryland forces a turnover on downs, and then Caden Prather with an outstanding one-handed touchdown catch, one of the best catches we've seen from a Maryland receiver in quite some time. And it just seemed like for a second it was like Maryland has the dream start. Maryland has everything in place right now to pull this off if they want to. They kind of kept it going for a bit, but then it all flipped with that pick six. 
Yeah, and, and I think yeah, you, you said that exactly right. It was it was the dream start for Maryland, really. And again, the defense, that's six straight drives, or five straight, my apologies, that you held Ohio State scoreless. And the fact that you can't extend your lead more than more than 10 points when you hold one of the most potent offenses, most potent teams in the country to, to without any offensive points. And it was the pick six that got Ohio State on the board. So it's just really, it's just a lack of execution by Maryland. And we were talking, right, we, when the game was 10-10, it's like all those mistakes that they had in the, in the first quarter, it's going to come back to bite them. And next thing you know, it's 37-17 Ohio State, right? And it's just – They got out of hand. Boy. Yeah, it's a, it was – this is such a blown opportunity for Maryland. But the good thing is for them, I guess, is you're still 5-1. and one. You have two games. It's scheduled Illinois and Northwestern coming up. And, you know, 7-1 and one is, is not really out of the question of where it looks like right now. Not at all. Colin? Yeah, and then, yeah, you know, I guess starting chronologically – you know, Patano start, you kind of start daydreaming a little bit about like, what if we beat Ohio State, which obviously, you know, a start like that makes the loss that much worse. But at the end of the day, I'd rather have, you know, the first half that we had than be down 20 to three at, at halftime. So, uh, you know, Terps fans are going to be disappointed. Obviously, this was this was a hard one because because we could have had it. Um, but at the end of the day, I am still pleased with, you know, the performance with the range of outcomes that could have happened. It could have been a 20 point game in the first half instead of the fourth quarter. So at the end of the day, I, I was entertained by the game. You know, it was a good game through the first three quarters. So, I mean, I, I can't really complain too much about the outcome of it. I, I, I disagree with you. Um, pretty. Oh. Yeah. No, sorry, Colin. I just think if, if there, you kind of look at the years of, of the past Maryland Ohio state matchups and even coming into this year, I know we were discussing with some of our co-writers, this kind of felt like a game where Maryland had an opportunity and, and, you know, ten minutes into the game, that, that opportunity it was it was there for the taking. Absolutely. And this 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 had the potential to be a program changing win. And the reason that they didn't achieve that was more because of themselves than it was Ohio State. And I think that just knowing that, I think is so disappointing for for Maryland. I think for the program, for the fans internally. So I I don't I, I don't think there there's much to be pleased about here. Would you have preferred to be, you know, a twenty to three game at halftime? There's nothing. There's nothing to do with preference. It's just, it, this is all about the opportunity that they had and that they were able that they weren't able to, you know, to fulfill that opportunity. It's this is irrelevant about what, what the score is. They lost. That's all that matters. Yeah, I, I, I disagree with that sentiment. But yeah, well, I, I think it's also, you know, this is an instant reaction. We're recording this just minutes, you know, hours after the game ended, and obviously everything's very raw. We haven't really had an opportunity with hindsight to maybe look at in perspective what the season could be yeah. and right now it feels like a massive missed opportunity because you're like maryland could have beaten ohio state for the first time ever could have done it on the road when ohio state's ranked in the top five not that that's unusual ohio state's always ranked in the top five but this could have been such a defining victory like you said andrew but also like you said this team could be seven and one they're going to be favored in their next two games i think i'm kind of going in the middle of you two two guys here as, as the moderator in the middle here um I, I think that you can look at this from both a positive and negative lens in the sense that they missed an opportunity, they lost when they could have won, but also they proved, at least in that first half, that they have that capability to still do great things this season. The season is by no means out the door because they lost to Ohio State. You still got Penn State and Michigan at home when you're talking about the big three games, and those two are probably more winnable just because they're at home, potential look-ahead spots for those teams. I think that what you saw in that first half should leave you really optimistic what you saw in terms of the mistakes in the first half, what you saw in terms of the second half when the defense, I mean, partially because of the offense uh, not being able to get anything done, kind of falls apart a bit. You know, you, you start to see that talent disparity drop. 
but what you saw at least was a glimpse into this team is actually legit. This team is not a fraudulent 5-0. and This team lost to a better team. They were in it the whole game, but this team is still really good. They're still 5-0, and and they still have everything ahead of them. No, and you mentioned really good, and I kind of want to you know, highlight when Collins earlier. I think it's the defense, right? For me, you look at the score, 37 points. I think Maryland's defense showed that they're, they're, they, 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 they might be ready to compete with those top teams. I mean, they were tremendous, provided that the game got out of hand and just the way – we know everything kind of kind of came down to it in, in the second half, but Kyle McCord and the Ohio State offense they really struggled, and and I think Maryland kind of showed that 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 they're able to compete with some of those top offenses, and I think that's going to prove super important in those games against Penn State, Penn State of Michigan. Yeah, and also again to kind of explain kind of how well the defense played. Obviously, the final score is what it is, and one of them was a pick six. You know, they only let up thirty points, but most of that came in you know the second half when they were given short fields because. Yeah. Going for a fourth down, uh, turnovers again by Talia. Like that second half of of scoring twenty points. Well, yeah, or yeah, twenty points on that. Twenty unanswered points. Yeah. Twenty unanswered points. That's that's not really resemblance of the defense. I mean, the defense still like played well. It, it took a beautiful ball to Marvin Harrison Jr. for them to get out of a a second and thirty three, which is just super deflating. But there's there's no better there's no defense you can play to a, a absolute perfect pass to the best receiver in the country. Yeah, no. And I, there's no there's no defense you can play that. I think the defense still pretty much played pretty well in the, in the third yeah. quarter. They were just given bad opportunities with bad field position due to poor offensive play. Yeah, I know and I know we're talking a lot about how this game kind of got out of hand, but it was, this was a game that was in the in the fourth quarter and Maryland was only down 20 to 17 and it it literally it was they had second and 33, right? It looks okay. Maryland's going to get the ball back. They're going to have a chance in okay field position to you know maybe take the lead. And then we can kind of talk about this guy, Marvin Harrison. Who's probably yeah, he be, is so good. He's probably going to be the number two pick in the NFL draft. He he basically he does it all. He I in all the games we watched this season, he's the best player we've seen. But I think any player we've seen, I'd say unbelievable. Yeah, I mean that that thirty three yard catch that led to the touchdown put the game out of reach. I mean he finishes with what I think it was one hundred eighty yards, something like that. A, a lot of yards. A score, I think almost ten catches. But he is a nightmare in coverage. Uh, we saw, but. Maryland, he was wide open a couple times too. Which he is, burned uh, yeah. Quan Shepard on that deep ball, which was, I mean, Ohio State's offense, Kyle McCord was under duress. Yeah. Maryland's front for, you know, everything we've talked about, about not really knowing what they're made of, really pressured Kyle McCord today, made him uncomfortable. He did not look at all locked in like, you know, he was, yeah. he was, he was taking over this game. And not that he took over the game. It was, it was really a, a combination of things. But then that deep ball where Shepard gets beat, yeah. it's a 50 yard reception to Marvin Harrison that kind of, that, that was the moment it felt like it started to click a little bit. And that was the moment where Ohio State kind of started to impose yeah. its will and, and, and when the score started to yeah. reflect that. Once McCord found Harrison and they started clicking, then the entire offense started to click, right? And we've seen that with Maryland's offense in games before, you know, when, when Talia, he'll get a touchdown and then they score three straight drives. It was the same thing, right? McCord finds Harrison for a few big catches. And then next thing you know, they score 27 on answer points, right? So – it was Marvin Harrison took over the game. Maryland self-inflicted mistakes, but again, just a, a really big missed opportunity for the Terps. Talk about the the, the play on Shepard, the 58-yard reception. Yeah. He had about like seven yards of separation too. The only reason why Shepard tackled him was because it was so underthrown. Yeah. That could have that, 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 that could have been an 80-yard touchdown that, that, or whatever. Yeah, that would have been a walk-in 90-yard touchdown if he hit him like a little bit in stride. Marvin Harrison had to come back for the ball. It was so underthrown. But uh, yeah, Mark, he's he's insane, and he's six four too. Yeah, like he's big and fast and great at literally everything. Yeah. Sneakily, for anyone who watched the game, maybe his best play of the day. Um, it was directly after that. Um, I think it was 
I may be mixing it up, but it was either directly after the long 50 plus yard catch or the second and 33 catch where there was an overthrown ball to the sidelines. And he just so effortlessly just floated to the ball, brought it in, got a couple yards. And that's the kind of moments where you're like, I understand why there's so many NFL scouts here watching this guy and why, you know, he's, he's such a special talent. Yeah. And I think talking about the specific moments, I mean, you know, talk about moments that you know really kind of turn the tide of the game. I think we should kind of talk into what we heard in the post-game presser. Cause you know, we mentioned the pick six kind of turn, you know, turn the tide of the game and, Bo Braid mentioned there was a lot of miscommunication that that led to a lot of these errors. And on the pick six, can you? I think we should kind of discuss just what Talia said he saw and the mistake and just how that kind of epitomized the entire game. Yeah, well, from from what we saw, you know, when it when it initially happens, you're just like, oh, you know, bad t- forces it into a tight window, picked off by the linebacker, runs it in pretty much untouched uh, into the end zone, and that is definitely what happened. But uh, it was it was twofold. It wasn't just on Talia yeah. and Talia. Yeah, we, we got the full Talia experience today. We, yeah. we, we got the full the highs where he was, you know, making some gutsy plays. He had that touchdown run, which I thought was was just outstanding. Great, great way to bounce back from from a, a slow start or a slow finish to the yeah. uh, first half, I should say. Um, but yeah, that interception, Tyrese Chambers goes on with like maybe a button hook. Um, he's about I don't know seven yards downfield approximately, and he turns to the what he turned to the outside, and Talia throws it to the outside. And that's exactly where the linebacker is. Tyrese Chambers presumably was meant to turn to the inside. Now Talia misplaced the ball anyway. And if he turns to the inside, it's probably an easier pick six. But but that's just a, a miscommunication and an execution flaw on multiple regards. It's not just Talia. And, and it never really is with those interceptions. Yeah. The second one was, you know, just a force, pla- force pass. He didn't see the linebacker. Um, big mistake. But, but that first one, it was just a combination of things that went wrong. And that's, you know, really when... That, that was a moment for Maryland to, to pull away in this game. They're up 10 nothing with the ball. Ohio State's offense could do nothing. If they score a touchdown there, I mean, Ohio State's never out of a game, especially at home. But that certainly feels like the kind of moment where if they score on that drive, you know, that, that's what elite teams would do, and they would be able yeah. to kind of put their foot on the neck of Ohio State. You know, and, and I know we mentioned in, I think, our preview podcast and a lot of the pregame readings, which you can look over at com was that Maryland was going to need to play a near perfect game, right? And, and and limit those mistakes because against the teams, again, like their first five games where they had where they've had a, a manageable schedule, right? It's a lot of those mistakes they've been able to to push through those. But every little mistake that you're gonna make against a uh, an Ohio State, a Penn State or Michigan, it's gonna pile up and it's kinda it's gonna come back to bite you. And that's ultimately what it did today. And I think I think that that kind of characterizes the entire game. It was the pick six. It was the end of the half, the miscommunication to, you know, just throw it, check it down with Anton Little. Which we should talk about, probably. Yeah, when we, yeah, we, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll, let's talk about it. Um, Maryland has a ball, 12 seconds left. I think they're tie game. Tie game, 10 10. They deferred to the second half. This is at the end of the second quarter. They deferred to the second half. And, you know, I'm probably just repeating what, what a lot of listeners who, who have already watched the game know, but um, they need to get the ball out of bounds. They have no timeouts. They either need to get the ball out of bounds, they need to take a shot to the end zone. Pretty much they need to make sure that time does not expire and they can at worst get a chance to kick a field goal. And inexplicably, Antoine Littleton receives the pass five yards downfield in the middle of the field, gets tackled. He tries to get up smartly. The Ohio State defensive back or linebacker just lays on top of him, which you're totally allowed to do. And the clock expires. And that just killed any momentum Maryland had. They could have gotten an opportunity to, you know, they scored, I believe, on that on that first second half drive. If you do that, you're up at least 10 points. If you score on that that end of second quarter drive, that felt like one of those moments where you're like, man, 
like we said, they need to play an almost perfect game to beat a team like Ohio State. It was a little bit weird that they didn't play a perfect game at all and still, I think, could have beaten Ohio State. But even so, mistakes like that, you know, they just, they're just killers. They, they kill you. You're leaving points on the board on the road against a team like that. You can't leave any points on the board, especially in a situation like that where it's so avoidable. Yeah, I think interceptions with Talia, they're just going to happen. They're going to happen with any Mis- Miscommunications on the defensive end that leaves Marvin Harrison Jr. open. It's going to happen. But just poor management in the red zone that you blatantly miss out on point opportunities – that just can't happen. A five a five down check down isn't going to do you much anyways when you're down there with with 20 seconds. Even if you do have a timeout, it's 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 just it's it's inexcusable. You have you have to know as a quarterback that it's sideline end zone or nothing. And I I, th- I think the more frustrating thing is right in, in post game when 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 Lockstep tells us, oh yeah, you know the the, the plan was shot the end zone. If you don't get it, make the field goal. And then Talia echoes the same thing. And then as we've heard before, he goes, yeah, it's my mistake. I got to be better. Well, has to get better at some point. Has to get better at some point. It's it's kind of it's kind of feels like it's kind of again. This game was they they played well. They made mistakes, but it kind of feels like it's almost the same story a little bit. I don't want to say every year, but it's a lot of these 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 close games against these top opponents, and you make mistakes to kind of let it spiral out of control. And today they they had it in their grasp, and and it was just you know turf first turps and turps really beat themselves today. Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting because Talia is a fifth-year quarterback. Yeah. Talia has been in college for five years, and his opposite at Ohio State's sideline is Kyle McCord, who has four career starts in college, one of which was actually against an opponent that they had any realistic chance of losing to. And it was a gutsy drive that he had against Notre Dame. You know, people don't really talk about the fact that he almost threw a game-ending interception on the you know two plays before they, they scored. But um, Kyle McCord did not – look that good through the start of the season. I know a lot of Ohio State fans were really upset with the way Kyle McCord is playing, but what Kyle McCord did, and you have the luxury of this when you play for Ohio State and you have all those weapons, was he did never put the ball in harm's way. The offense might not have been working for them early. Maryland's defense was playing really well, yeah. but what Talia did that Kyle McCord didn't, and it's what we talk about all the time with Talia, is he put the ball in harm's way. He tried too hard to be the hero, and it comes back to bite you. It's about who makes the fewer yeah. mistakes, and Ohio State made fewer mistakes today. They have the more talent, but but Maryland beat itself today. You know, and here's what I think, just with speaking with Talia, was the most frustrating thing. He he mentioned, he's like, with our, with the opponent, with the, with going against Ohio State, like, you know, we, we need to make big plays. I need to make big plays. Like, he that was that was an exact quote that he said at the presser. I think that's not the right way to look at it. Um, You, 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 you know, you got to the lead by playing clean, um, just structured football. And it's when you try to make big plays and even the, 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 his second interception, when he tried to scramble out and find Ty Felton, when he could have just run for a few yards and get out of bounds. So maybe his mindset uh, was wrong today. Um, but oh. it's just, that's actually funny you bring that up because obviously Loxley and even, even Talia says faceless, nameless opponents, but in the same sentiment says, I need to make big plays to beat Ohio state. Yeah. So it's the faceless nameless opponents thing is 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 not a real it, thing. It, they know that they know where they're playing. It is they know who garbage. they're playing. It's it's what every team says, but it's funny that in the same press that they say, "Oh, we treat every opponent the same." He says, "Well, I need to make big plays against Ohio State for us to beat them." Well, I mean, I, like I just think that's funny. We, we we saw open open practice of the media. I mean, they were doing this in the open practice, so I can imagine what they're doing when the media isn't there is. In between every stretch they were doing this week that we saw, uh, conditioning coach Ryan Davis, strength and conditioning coach, is yelling, F the Buckeyes, in between every rep. Like, they knew this was a big game. 
they knew how serious this game was and, and the opportunity they had. They can say, you know, faceless, nameless opponents. They can say Terps versus Terps. But at the end of the day, you're going out there against another team, and they knew that they had to play a great game to beat this team, and they didn't. And, and it shows in the final score, which, you know, we say the game was more competitive yeah. than the final score shows. But at the end of the day, you know, the score is the score for a reason. And, and it got out of hand late yeah. for a reason. It didn't just happen by chance. And that's what's so frustrating for Maryland fans. It's they, they were doing things the right way. They were executing a really good – I think Josh Gaddis was calling an excellent game for the first really 40 minutes of this game. Right? I, have, I have one contention with him. I never understand – no, not the Antoine Littleton play. I, I, I think overall the the running game did not have a lot of big runs. Roman Hemby almost took one to the house. He got tripped up in the, in the secondary. But, um, but my biggest gripe, I don't understand it. Why in fourth and one, uh, on the Edwards. thirty yard line, you take out Talia, and I, I, I get it. Billy Edwards is a better quarterback with his legs, but oh, why do you run a shotgun draw? Yeah, everybody knows Billy Edwards is not throwing a pass. Everybody knows he's going to run it. Why are you running out of shotgun? That's I just never understand why coaches decide to make it four yards farther for them on a short yard situation. That makes no sense. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Why would you not just put him close to the to, to the first down marker? I mean, he barely even got back to the line of scrimmage. I mean, it's like I guess the shotgun gives it the threat of throwing, but every, everyone knows there's a 98% chance he's not throwing that ball. And as soon as you see him put the ball down, the entire defense has four yards to react. This is also a defense that I mean, you know, Maryland's offensive line did not hold up. Badly, I thought, played, I, I, I thought they played a pretty good game, but I mean, I'm not going to do the thing again that, that we've done all week where, where I just list all the studs on Ohio State's front seven, the rushers they have. But man, I mean, you just you can't give those guys a head start. Those guys are, are so talented. They're going to make you pay, especially against an offensive line that, you know, has, has been kind of up and down. Most telling stat of the game, I think Maryland in the opening half, they scored 10 points. They crossed Ohio State's 30-yard line four times. And what was it there? There was a – They had four drives in which they crossed Ohio State's 30-yard line. They came away with 10 points in the half. Yeah, can't happen. That cannot happen against Ohio State. No, that can't happen against anyone, really, especially at this point in the year. You know, there's no easy games anymore. Mm -hmm. This is what this – I mean, you know, not playing Ohio State every week, but, you know, Illinois is not off to a great start this year, but – I mean, if you shoot yourself in the foot, Illinois could beat you. Northwestern's playing much better football of late, too. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, they I, stay, I, but I understand. Yeah, I yeah understand, no, but but yeah. in especially in the Big Ten, I mean, there's exactly. no easy games. Do you think Ohio State came in this game? I mean, they were 20 point favorites. They did not come into this game expecting, you know, Maryland to be pushing them around. I mean, that's what it was for the beginning of the game. You just can't be making these mistakes. And obviously, this is going to go down as an overreaction, probably, because they're probably still going to have a pretty good yeah. season. And we're going to be like, Man, we took that Ohio State loss too seriously. They were competitive. Maybe they're able to beat one of Penn State or Michigan, and this is a little bit vindicated. But it just feels like such a missed opportunity yeah. and such a bad omen for you know, like if this, if this team can't do it, who can? Yeah, this this is like instant reaction, overreaction pod. Yeah. And now I I want to pose a question: Is from what you saw today, mm -hmm. does this give you more or less hope that we can beat a Penn State or Michigan at home? More, more. I think. More because that, that's more. my that that's what I'm coming away with this game too. Because Penn State is a great team. Penn State has outstanding running backs, probably the best running back duo in the conference. But there's no Marvin Harrison on that team. Penn State's quarterback, however talented he is, is also a freshman. We saw what they were able to do to a freshman quarterback early in that game. What we saw today was a loss, but a glimpse into what this team can do to win against those teams. And even though they ended up losing by 20 points, they proved that they are capable of that. They're not going to get blown out by these teams. And there is tangible growth with this program, even though they might not have gotten over the hump yet. 
they're clearly almost there. Well, and I think that's very encouraging. Let me pose a second question. Like, do you think that this performance when they played really, really well in the first half against the high caliber team, do you think that was almost like like a mirage or and something that they had the opportunity and they failed to act on that? Or do you think this is something that they can actually replicate against the Michigan or Penn State? I answered the last one, Colin. You want to hit this one? What do you what do you mean by that? Do you think that they can, you know, replicate the high level of, of play that they had in the first half? Or do you think this was kind of just a one-off where they came to Ohio State, played their best football, and think they can do it again against Ohio State? I think we can do it again. I think we can do it again. And it kind of goes back to my question is we didn't know what this team was. Um, this was the first real test for this Because this, this was the first, honestly, capable team of beating us, really. I mean, the, you can lose to anybody, but the first five games, I mean, it's like those teams aren't going to win very many games combined. And – we saw what they could do at the first half, and it goes back to the defense. I, I'm walking away, like, very, very impressed by this defense, and I do think that, that, that the defense can replicate it. And the offense, there's so many things to improve upon while they can, while they have shown to replicate these mistakes. There's so many things that they can improve upon that it's, it's hard for me to believe that they can't replicate a performance similar to this. But I, I'll throw out a take. Uh, I think if Maryland doesn't have to put a full 60 minutes together to, to win this game, I think they have to put a full 45 minutes together. And I think the problem is that they only put a full 25 minutes together. I think if they play good through three quarters, I mean, I, listen, this team, like you said, they, what did you say? They, they got inside Ohio State's 30-yard line four times, came away with one touchdown and a field goal. I mean, now you learn from that a little bit. You you would hope, I mean, it is back-to-back weeks, so you know, maybe, maybe I'm just you know talking nonsense here, but you would hope that maybe the clock management gets sorted out a little bit. Back-to-back weeks too with the clock management. Yeah, exactly, especially at the end of the first half. You know, you, you would you would hope that maybe the turnovers, I mean, I don't know. At a certain point, I think I'm just going to accept that, like, Tulia Tungvaloa is going to throw back-breaking interceptions. It's just going to happen. And, like, you know, you can still win games with your quarterback throwing interceptions. It happens all the time. Most quarterbacks throw interceptions. Caleb Williams is throwing interceptions. But, like, I don't know. I was encouraged by what I saw for a lot of this game. And I was encouraged that going into the fourth quarter, this was a three-point game, and they had the ball. They could have taken the lead in the fourth quarter. It just spiraled a little bit. And, you know, that, that scoreline sucks to see that they lost by 20 points, especially knowing, you know, what this game could have been. But, man, I mean, like, that team totally, to me, showed that, you know, they do deserve some respect. This is probably a top 30 to 25 team in the country. And a top 30 to 25 team in the country at home on any given day can definitely beat any team, I think. So I think the main takeaway is, obviously, a huge opportunity they couldn't act on, but there were a lot of spots of encouragement. I would agree with that, Colin. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm walking away with this game knowing that they have it in them. I didn't know if this team was capable of beating Ohio State. We talked about it before the season that this could be a game where they get blown out by, like, 30 points. And while they lost by 20, they weren't blown out. I mean, they were in it for three quarters. Yeah, this was a very competitive game. Um, before we go, does anyone have anything they want to add before we wrap up? We got a long drive tonight back to College Park, so uh, we should wrap this up probably. The Horseshoe's a really cool stadium. This was like a really cool experience. Yeah, I mean, this play, the announced attendance was 105,000. You know, that was, we, we made a lot of jokes about, you know, this is two CQ stadiums. Their yeah. student section is is twice the size of Maryland's student section. Yeah. Outstanding atmosphere. Um, really fun place for a game. You know, even when the band comes out, I mean, that band was outstanding. Electric. I know they call themselves the best damn band for a reason. Oh, this this is an awesome – I mean, this is big-time college football. And, you know, you can't see on the camera, um, but behind the camera is is the horseshoe. We, we're – you know, th- this was an awesome experience. Uh, really lucky to be covering games here. And, and I thought that, you know, even though it didn't go Maryland's way, even though it's more fun for us, our jobs are better when Maryland is winning. 
but um, this was still a really cool experience and a really fun game to see. I'm really happy that we made the trip. The band was phenomenal. The band was a- abs- absolutely phenomenal. They put on a halftime show of like th- th- stomping on like Michigan's M. It was phenomenal. It it, it was amazing. Yeah. I love the pettiness. The M's are still crossed out all over campus. Yes. They haven't played each other in uh, I guess almost a year. <laughs> a year. Um, but yeah, thank you all for listening to the Testudo Talk podcast, our instant reaction episode to Maryland's 20 point loss to Ohio State. Um, a lot of big picture takeaways from this game, a lot of micro takeaways from this game, <laughs> a, a lot to take away a lot. I mean, in terms of instant reaction podcasts we've done, I think this is the most reacting we've yeah. done. Um, but yeah, thank you all for listening. We'll be back later this week, previewing Maryland's next game against Illinois. It's homecoming back in college park, a more winnable game than this one. Maryland fought hard, but, but, uh, but couldn't get the job done in the fourth quarter. Thanks for listening. We'll see you later in the week.